0: Welcome back to Round 12, the podcast that will always be dedicated to growth, development, and motivational mastery. I am your host, Sensei Roger B. Hamilton. Thank you for joining us again today for another episode of the Round 12 podcast series. Let's go get it. Charting Your Course to Greatness. When I think of determination, I think of people like the dynamic NFL Hall of Fame linebacker Lawrence Taylor, L.T., who spoke of determination so well years ago at his enshrinement speech. You just got to go play. And no matter how many times it knocks you down, no matter how many times you think you can go forward, no matter how many times things just don't go right, you know, anybody can quit. Anybody can do that. A Hall of Famer never quits. A Hall of Famer realizes that the crime is not being knocked down, the crime is not getting up again. Life isn't easy, and it certainly isn't fair, but if you're determined to make a difference in any way, you will. Without determination to attain higher goals, life will pass you by. What a testimony. What a position. What a stance on the concept of staying the course. Resilience. A special and important trait as it relates to moving through your life with strength and confidence and hope. The French philosopher Gabriel Marcel once quoted as saying, Hope is the memory of the future. It's the important fact that you can already visualize where you're going and what it will look like when you get there. However, the ability to press on and carve a notch and make a path and build a bridge is sometimes challenging. Sometimes it's easiest to just stop and give up and forget about our dreams and our goals and our powerful aspirations because it's just too hard. But sometimes we're even closer than we think to where we were destined to be, but we're just tired. Generally, what's the best thing to do when you're tired? In honor of those precious first steps to starting the journey in the first place, I don't think the answer is to quit. I think the answer is to rest. During my precarious life journey, I've learned a thing or two about what never quit really means. It means persevere. It means be tenacious. It means stay on task. But it does not mean never rest. I am known for being a person that works hard. My reputation with the people who have worked with me is that I'm not the quitting type. I've backed up my personal principles countless times, but only recently have I learned to flip the script. Only this very year have I learned that resting and regrouping and even recuperating is not a knock against you or your strength or your vision. On the contrary, sometimes a good rest will enhance your vision and make it that much clearer. Here's how the American Psychology Association defines the word resilience as a never-quit philosophy. Resilience is the process of adapting well in the face of adversity, trauma, tragedy, threats, or significant sources of stress such as family and relationship problems, serious health problems, or workplace and financial stressors. It means bouncing back from difficult experiences. Research has shown that resilience is ordinary, not extraordinary. People commonly demonstrate resilience. All of us have many examples to indicate that we adjusted to challenging situations and persisted. Being resilient does not mean that a person doesn't experience difficulty or distress. Emotional pain and sadness are common in people who have suffered major adversity or trauma in their lives. In fact, the road to resilience is likely to involve considerable emotional distress. Resilience is not a trait that people either have or do not have. It involves behaviors, thoughts, and actions that can be learned and developed in anyone. On a river, you may encounter rapids, turns, slow water, and shallows. As in life, the changes you experience affect you differently along the way. In traveling the river, it helps to have knowledge about it and past experiences in dealing with it. Your journey should be guided by a plan or a strategy that you consider likely to work well for you. Perseverance and trust in your ability to work your way around boulders and other obstacles are important. You can gain courage and insight by successfully navigating your way through white water. Trusted companions who accompany you along the journey can be especially helpful for dealing with rapids, upstream currents, and other difficult stretches of the river. You can climb out to rest alongside the river. But to get to the end of your journey, you need to climb back in the raft and continue. You must always begin your journey with the end goal in mind. This helps you push through obstacles and press on. Establishing your foundation. Let's talk about the principles of a good stance in boxing and in life. The best boxing stance for you will be balanced between multiple important attributes for fighting through. Toward that end, the perfect boxing stance will give you power and defense, range and balance, flexibility and security, stability and mobility. The proper boxing stance with feet shoulder-width apart and comfortable will give you solid power in each hand but still allow you to efficiently defend yourself if you get counterpunched. The proper boxing stance gives you good range with both hands without making you reach uncomfortably to land your punches or vulnerable to getting pushed off balance. The current boxing stance will allow you to throw a wider variety of punches without leaving you too exposed. Lastly, the right boxing stance for you will allow you to stand firmly on your ground but still have the ability to move away if needed. Again, as we've talked about before, the perfect stance is balanced. It gives you strengths without without exposing you to danger. Toward that effective end, an individual's life stance, operation, method, and credo when presented for review must include personal inventory and a clear perspective. After doing this work on myself, my determination to live a focused life has translated into a lifelong pursuit of personal excellence, impelling me to move forward in order to better myself and to surpass my limitations that had appeared insurmountable in the past. I cannot be contented with good enough, so I simply force myself, challenge myself, to keep pushing back against the outer limits of my abilities. Way of life, is the term I've heard used to describe this. So this is my stance, and this is how I focus my attention on the challenges and opposition in front of me, always with the goal of negotiating the twists and turns and pivots of life so I can stand tall and make it all the way to round 12 if necessary. When you can forge and work and smile and keep your head when all about you are losing theirs, Perhaps you can inherit the wind, and ultimately become a man or woman, as the English short story writer and poet Rudyard Kipling so eloquently wrote in his poem, If. If by Rudyard Kipling If you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you, if you can trust yourself when all men doubt you, but make allowances for their doubting too. and treat those two impostors just the same. If you can bear to hear the truth you've spoken, twisted by knaves to make a trap of fools, or watch the things you gave your life to broken, and stoop and build them up with worn-out tools. If you can make one heap of all your winnings, and risk it on one turn of pitch and toss, and lose and start again at your beginnings, and never breathe a word about your loss. If you can force your heart and nerve and sinew to serve your turn long after they are gone, and so hold on when there is nothing in you except the will which says to them, hold on. If you can talk with crowds and keep your virtue, or walk with kings nor lose the common touch, if neither foes nor loving friends can hurt you, if all men count with you, but none too much. If you can fill the unforgiving minute with sixty seconds worth of distance run, yours is the earth and everything that's in it, and which is more, you'll be a man, my son. Even the best and most expensive Nikon camera is useless without focus. So we reason that operating from a solid foundation with goal setting and tenacity are true and fine tools in the map building process. But you've got to be all the way about it, about it. From your inside to your out. You have to sometimes stand taller, stay later, work harder, sweat more than others, and generally suck it up when you're uncomfortable along the way. When you can do that, You have discovered your personal riches, and you'll never be broke again when you realize that your greatest value is sitting inside of you. But you must make effective decisions, and slide left, pivot right, and forge forward when necessary, and necessity determines and opportunities permit. And in regard to forging forward, here's a quote by the famed philosopher Ralph Waldo Emerson. The two most important days of your life are the day you are born and the day you find out why. Definite chief aim in using your jab to get you there. Boxing jab theory. What makes a jab special and what does the jab do? Well, the jab is quick, fast, and it sets up your shots to follow. People with excellent jabs have a calm and relaxed method of executing that makes them hit like a small spark of power and strike very accurately. Jabs can be made stronger by stepping forward or using proper timing with proper footwork and effective angles. Your jab should be strong enough to stop your opponent in the middle of a combination. From there, your jabs should set you up so that your power punches when you see an opening can come strong and fast. When used defensively, a jab can make space, keep your opponents away, and distract your opponent while you slide off the ropes. The jab should be your rangefinder, or your roadmap toward your final destination. And sometimes, when opportunity is right, your jab can even be thrown with power and thrust so that you absolutely clear the way for forward progress, and stun the opposing force so you can execute your plan. When you plan your work and work your plan, you have the strength to see things through. You don't vacillate or procrastinate. When you want it, you make it happen. The world's greatest achievers are those who have stayed focused on their goals and been consistent in their efforts. This is what it sounds like in my head many days. Think of it what you will, but it has become my defined opinion that positive self-talk is the true key to running your life effectively. If all you ever hear from others is that your idea may not work or how difficult it's going to be, you may as well toss your goals entirely. Unless the consistent voice inside of your own head whispers to you, you can do it, just keep working. Self-talk is the phenomenon of personal identi- identity being formed and reinforced on a daily hourly, by the minute, by the second pace. We are constantly telling ourselves what we're made of and constantly locking it in with personal commentary. One of the greatest books I've ever read, without question, is The Law of Success by Napoleon Hill. Napoleon Hill wrote this book after making a commitment to Andrew Carnegie, one of the richest men in the world at the time, that he would study the world's most successful people over a 20-year period to find out what they had in common. Most significantly, in spite of the fact that Mr. Hill was broke at the time and rebuilding his life after World War I and the Great Depression, he accepted the task. After many years of research and discussion and query, he came up with 17 success principles. In this book, he notes intently that, in effect, thoughts are things. The manner in which we allow or control the consistent chatter inside our own head is how we make or break our life. Outside of nature, every aspect of your man-made reality began as a thought in someone's mind. This is true whether you are talking about buildings, movies, or college degrees. Thoughts, when correctly applied, become things. How can one apply their thinking in order to achieve specific desires. Most people don't know how, or are too disenchanted to apply correct thinking. Fleeting desires fizzle out, and mere hopes, in, with, as mere hopes and dreams. When you set a plan in motion, or give your commitment to something, it needs to be a personal contract. This is how I began to live, after adversity had kicked my butt so many times, that the only thing left to do, was to come up, was to believe and to live and die by my commitments. My internal fire was lit for all time. Napoleon Hill states very simply that desire is the starting point of all achievement, not a hope, not a wish, but a keen, pulsating desire which transcends everything. Within the book The Strangest Secret by Earl Nightingale, another great success writer, he states that We become what we think about. So the question becomes, what are you thinking about? Is it distracting you from keeping your word or climbing your mountain? You are literally attracting into your life the things you dwell upon all day. The generally accepted metaphysical term for this principle is the law of attraction. Malcolm X once said, If you don't stand for something... You'll fall for anything. The same is true for your purpose, your direction, and your life code. Your word is your irrevocable bond. Formulating a definite chief aim. It is very important to know exactly what you want. The next step is to develop a black hole focus of desire for it. Become obsessive. Think about it night and day. Once you've decided upon your definite chief aim, all of your decisions and actions align with your major purpose. I don't know why it is that when a woman or man decides what they want, the whole universe seems to come to his or her aid to see that they get it. Autosuggestion and self-hypnosis. Also in his book, The Law of Success, Napoleon Hill introduces principles of self-hypnosis to engage the subconscious mind with the achievement of your definite chief aim. The principle of psychology through which you can impress your definite chief aim upon your subconscious mind is called auto-suggestion, or suggestion which you repeatedly make to yourself. It is a degree of self-hypnotism. You are already giving your subconscious mind suggestions all day long with your own self-talk, auto-suggestion, as recommended by Napoleon Hill, is making use of the principles of self-suggestion, affirmations, visualizations, and imagination directed toward the attainment of a definite purpose. In the book, 100 Ways to Motivate Yourself by Steve Chandler, there's some quotes from Arnold Schwarzenegger being interviewed all the way back to 1976, before he was a big film star and definitely before he was governor of California. When asked what his plans were going to be after he retired from bodybuilding, Arnold stated his own strong, definite chief aim. With a voice as calm as if he were telling me about some mundane travel plans, he said, I am going to be the number one box office star in all of Hollywood. Take note of Arnold's use of auto-suggestion and self-hypnosis. It's the same process I used in bodybuilding, he explained. What you do is create a vision of who you want to be, and then live it into that picture as if it were already true. That sounds quite simply, and it really is, the way it should be. But few people do it consistently, deliberately, purposefully. My guess is that those who apply these principles are up to 5% of the most successful people in the world. As each day passes, I am beginning to understand these principles and live by them, like my life depends on it, because in effect, maybe it does. Another profound example of the definite chief aim principle at work is the amazing and world famous actor and martial arts superstar Bruce Lee. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger and many others before him, Bruce Lee did not just fall into fame and fortune and recognition by happenstance. His journey and prominence began first in his head and heart before the rest of us even knew him. After his untimely death, it was discovered in his files a document which proves that he was a man who was also the beneficiary of the concept of autosuggestion. Look at what Bruce Lee wrote to himself before he became the megastar that he remains today, even many years after his death my definite chief aim. I, Bruce Lee, will be the first highest paid Oriental Superstar in the United States. In return, I will give the most exciting performances and render the best of quality in the capacity of an actor. Starting in 1970, I will achieve world fame and from then onward till the end of 1980, I will have in my possession 10 million dollars. I will live the way I please and achieve inner harmony and happiness. Bruce Lee, January 1969. In many ways, this is proof positive that we are more in control of our own destiny than we even realize when we craft our desires, hopes, dreams, and mission statements. We are like construction engineers, building the house of our dreams when we begin at the beginning with clarity of thought desire and purpose, and all the goals laid out before us. Here's to the chosen few of us who find this out early before the naysayers of life can get to us and plant seeds of doubt and forecasts of doom. If you can conceive it and believe it, you can certainly achieve it. My good friend Napoleon Hill, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and even the one and only Bruce Lee, are shining examples of man and woman's ability to build castles out of sand and climb mountains to the sky. I am on my way, and I wish you the best on your journey as well. Mean what you say. Keep your commitments to others, but mostly keep your commitment to yourself. Here are a few guideline reminders for your journey to karate black belt, business executive, entrepreneur, or parent. Develop definiteness of purpose. Success and progress toward achieving your goals in life begin with knowing where you are going. Any dominating idea, plan, or purpose held in your conscious mind through repeated effort and emotionalized by a burning desire for its realization is taken over by the subconscious and acted upon through whatever natural and logical means may be available. Your mental attitude gives power to everything you do. If your attitude is positive, your actions and thoughts further your ends. If your attitude is negative, you are constantly undermining your own efforts. The starting point of all human achievement is the development of a definite major purpose. Without a definite major purpose, you are as helpless as a ship without a compass. Now is the time to take a few minutes to write down and post, where you can see it daily, your definite chief aim. This goal and direction does not have to make sense to anyone but you. What would make you happy and fulfilled? What would complete your quest? What would change your world? What would upgrade your circumstances? Go out and create an extraordinary event. Conceive. Believe. Achieve. The time is now. May you live as long as you want and never want as long as you live. May the worst days of your future be like the best days of your past. And may you continue to answer life's bell every time. Until next we meet, Time!